0: Hi listeners, it's myself, Mick and Rudolph, we're back again with some more fishy tales for you and on the last episode we were talking about um, my experience of fishing in South Africa and Rudolph touched on some of his Uh, but we're going to start off now with Rudolph uh, picking up again on how he got into fishing and became the angler he is so how did it all start, Rudolph? Hi Mick, hi listeners well Mick, as far as
1: back as I can remember I was involved with the ocean in some way um As kids, we grew up in a little town called Uncle Moss. Um, It's right on the beach. And um, weekends and holidays, we went to the beach. That's what we did. Everybody, all the kids used to get together on the beach. We either did surfing, or swimming, or fishing, or diving. All our sports revolved around the ocean. So, um, as a youngster, I fished with my dad and my brother. Uh, my dad was always my biggest role model. He was an absolute passionate angler, and he, and he taught me most of what I know about fishing. But um, as the years progressed and I got a bit older, I also got involved in surfing and diving and all the other sp- activities around the ocean. So I guess we were sort of brought up with the ocean being on, the, on our uh, back door. That That's what you do. You, you, your life revolves around the ocean. Our our holidays was on the beach. We went nowhere else. We didn't have to go anywhere. We were just on the beach. And and that's where our passion for the ocean started. Um, I think at school, especially us uh, South Coast boys, in Kamas and Skopra, we had a bit more time on the ocean than the rest of our Toti friends. Um, I can remember, um, especially on Fridays, when we used to go down, uh, we used to go to school with a bus and um, the last stop of the bus bus was down at, at Woodenham Beach, where the last guys got on. And then from there, we went to, to school. I was in Kiswa, and we had some of the Kingsway kids with us, and we jumped off at school. But on Fridays, um, my one friend, Vincent, often used to jump on the bus, and he had a way of disconnecting the battery. So Fridays were our beach days. <laughs> and um, we came down to the bus with surfboards, bodyboards, fishing gear, diving gear, and I think almost every Friday we spent on the beach, Um, the bus broke, poor Ali the bus driver couldn't get it going, (laughs) then we just jumped off the bus at Wittenham, went down to the beach, spent the whole day on the beach doing whatever we could, Um, our lunch on a Friday was normally crayfish and mussels on a fire on the beach and we all had a nice time, Friday afternoon 4 o'clock you put your school clothes back on, grab your stuff and go home and tell mom and dad you had a lovely day at school. So <laughs> that's what we did, and we were all passionate about the, about the ocean and everything around it. I think as I matured, um, I, I actually realized that I've, I've got a talent when it comes to fishing, and um, it's, it's a talent sort of brought on by my dad's um, passion and what he taught me, and I just fell in love with fishing, and it,
0: my career just started there, and it's never stopped. Oh, that's a great story. What about the competitive angling, then? Where did that all start, Rudolph? Yes,
1: um, Mick, once again, um, my dad's been in competitive angling for many, many years um, and he also led me into that. Uh, Competitive angling is a different facet to social angling. You you approach it completely different and I really liked the challenge of being able to fish against other uh, anglers and then outfish them in a way, outwit them. But that was just actually one small part of competitive angling. Um, For me... Angling is about reading the ocean, and I always say to youngsters: if you can read water and read the ocean, you've already you're already fifty percent there when it comes to fishing. So the the challenge of being placed in a piece of water, and you've got a manager behind you saying, "Catch that fish, yeah," is very difficult. So if you've got the ability to read water, which we call reading water, is basically just sort of looking at a piece of water in front of you and deciding what to do and how to catch a specific species Um, that is itself is a nice challenge and and I really enjoy reading water and going out there and finding fish Um, so the the competitive side of it is something I get where you place on a piece of water you've got a time uh, sort of period of six to eight hours to do your best in the specific piece of water and you've got to figure out what you're going to catch in these conditions this time of year and still beat everybody around you and that's what I like about competitive fishing. Obviously, you still got the camaraderie, you're friends with you. It's still fun, but competitive. And I really enjoy it. Oh,
0: that's great, Rudolf. I, I must admit, you mentioned there about watercraft. That's what um, I tell people now. You know, I grew up, I, I never had that experience. You would have been a youngster and grown up by the ocean. I lived in a little town, and you wouldn't want to go in the ocean where I lived. It was ice cold. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, now I, I do i would say i've got watercraft i've put the hours in i've learned so i would say that if you never grow up by the ocean you, you can still do it you just got to work harder um but that's where we come in you know we're trying to help guys uh, um who come down and learn a lot quicker so i think we're uh about uh, running out of time now, Rudolph. Uh, it was a great story. It was great uh, to hear another one from you, another one of our fishy tales.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mick. As yes, I say, that's just uh, the sort of introduction to my fishing career. We've got tons of stories we're going to talk about in the future. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll see wait. you guys
0: next week again. Yeah, can't wait, Rudolph. So, goodbye and goodbye, listeners.